Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be detailing an episode-by-episode overview of the manga-adapted anime series Sailor Moon Season 1, dubbed in English on Hulu. In Jupon, Tokyo, a middle school student named Usaki Tsukino befriends Luna, a talking black cat who gives her a magical brooch enabling her to transform into Sailor Moon, a soldier destined to save Earth from the forces of evil. Luna and Usagi assemble a team of fellow Sailor Guardians to find their princess in the Silver Crystal. In this first arc, the group battles the Dark Kingdom, whose members attempt to find the Silver Crystal and free an imprisoned evil entity called Queen Metallia. Episode 1, The Cryberry, Usagi's Beautiful Transformation 14-year-old middle schooler Usagi Tsukino is routinely late for school. Late once again, Usagi stops a group of boys from torturing a stray black cat. After removing a bandage from what she believes is a bald spot in the cat, Usagi runs off to school where she's confronted by a teacher about her tardiness and poor markings. Her friend Naro berates her as well about her poor grades. The two brush it off by going to a jewelry shop Naru's mother works at. There, the shop is having an incredible sale with a high percentage off the jewelry. It's all too good to be true since it's a trap set by Morga impersonating Naru's mother, a minion of the Dark Queen Barrel in search for the Silver Crystal. Unable to afford any of the jewelry, Usagi sets out to face her mother with her failed test. Outside, she bumps into a young man wearing sunglasses. He doesn't give his name and warns Usagi to watch where she's throwing things as she threw away her balled up test. Back home, Usagi is accosted by her mother and brother about her failed test. After being briefly kicked out of her home, Usagi forgoes her homework in favor of a nap instead. As she falls asleep, that same black cat she saved entered through her window. Shocked by the sight of it, the cat speaks to Usagi, introduces themselves as Luna, and tells Usagi about her destiny as a sailor guardian who must search for the other guardians and their princess. Initially, Usagi pays Luna no mind until Luna has her recite the magic words to transform Usagi into Sailor Moon. With this transformation, Usagi hears her friend Naru's cries for help. Back at the jewelry store, Morga threatens to kill Naru and her mother once she's drained all of the women and the girls in the store of their energy via the jewelry they're wearing. After Sailor Moon arrives and lectures Morga, she becomes stunned and frightened by the attacking women, unaware of what to do. Before they can pounce on Sailor Moon, Tuxedo Mask interferes. He gave Luna just enough time to direct Sailor Moon to throw her moon tiara at Morga, disintegrating her into ashes. Episode 2, Punishment Awaits. The House of Fortune is the Monster Mansion. A new fortune teller, the House of Fortune, has opened up shop across the street from an older fortune teller vendor. Usagi visits the regular teller to read her palm over the new one. He claims he sees a boy who has a crush on her and who sees her every day. Usagi assumes it's the boy Motoki who works at the game center, but it's actually her classmate Umino. At the advice of Naru, Umino visits the new teller who hypnotizes him with a tarot card that allows him to act on every whim and desire without hesitation. These cards allow the teller to steal the energy from rebellious boys like Morga did with the jewelry. Usagi is tempted to visit the new teller, but another run-in with that guy that mocked her outside the jeweler distracts her. She also has a surprise run-in with her father, and they both go home together instead. The next day at school, Umino arrives out of uniform, sexually assaults a teacher, is obnoxiously loud in class, and destroys a window in the teacher's lounge alongside other boys. With Luna's help, Usagi figures out 
the house of fortune is the common denominator in this mystery, so it's time to transform into Sailor Moon. There, Sailor Moon announces herself to the demonic teller, but again, that's all she can manage before the teller demands the boys, including Amino, to attack her. Tuxedo Mask arrives in the nick of time once more to save Sailor Moon. Again, Luna suggests Sailor Moon use her moon tiara and it works like a charm on Nutella. Back to normal, Naru explains to Umino his gross behavior from the day before. He's afraid of returning to school, but he thinks if Usagi can continue to attend school even though she's a bigger failure to him, in his eyes, then he'll be fine. Episode 3, The Mysterious Sleeping Sickness, Protect the Girls in Love. Queen Barrel's beginning to doubt Jedi's ability to retrieve enough human energy needed in place of the Silver Crystal. At midnight, Jedi hosts a radio talk show that reads female listeners' love letters. Under the deception of winning the grand prize flower brooch, Jedi and his demonic minions are able to once again steal energy from those lovesick listeners. One by one, listeners who win the brooch fall into a deep, coma-like sleep. Usagi witnesses her teacher and Naru fall victim to the mysterious ailment. Initially, Usagi visited the news station for advice from Jadeite about how to write a love letter, but Usagi and Luna become suspicious about Midnight Zero when the guard told them no show existed. After Naru falls into a coma, Luna gives Usagi a magical pen that disguises Usagi into a news reporter in order to get past the guard. While inside, Usagi marches into the recording room, interrupting the broadcast to warn listeners to not touch the brooch if they want it from the news radio station. Jadeite and his minion attack Sailor Moon after she denounces their evil ways against lovesick women and girls. Sailor Moon struggles with striking the minion with her moon tiara attack, but manages to hit them the second time around. However, Jadeite deflects the tiara, rendering it useless against him. As Jadeite moves in to attack Sailor Moon, Tuxedo Mask throws a rose down at Jadeite's feet. He soon disappears, no longer in pursuit of Sailor Moon. Back at school, Naru and her teacher become interested in Usagi's love letter she plans to give to Tuxedo Mask the next time she sees him. Episode 4, How to Be Skinny from Usagi Usagi cries about her sudden weight gain again. She and her classmates discuss joining a local gym in order to lose weight after Umino followed their teacher, Miss Haruna, there and spotted a noticeable difference in size after just two days. There, Jadeite, unrecognizable to Usagi and her to him, is a gym instructor who guides the girls' workouts. With the exception of Usagi, the teenagers are led to the basement where Jadeite lies to them about a machine that accelerates their weight loss. In reality, Jadeite continues his mission for human energy for Queen Barrel, draining women's and girls' life until they wither away. After Usagi passes out in Motoki's arms, he feeds her fluids and insists she eats. He advises her his preference of curvier women, but Luna warns Usagi of overconsuming in order to please Motoki. Heeding her advice, Usagi returns to the gym for an intense workout. Luna follows and spots Miss Haruna. The woman is skin and bones. Luna then follows the teacher down into the basement where she's being drained of her last of energy. Back in the gym, Luna demands Usagi's attention, even threatening to claw at her face if she doesn't comply. Finally, Luna leads Usagi down to aid Miss Haruna. Jadai recognizes Sailor Moon as she transforms, but doesn't stay to fight her. Instead, he commands hypnotized gym rats to fight her while he flees. Luna suggests Sailor Moon fight the intimidating men in order to stay fit. 
With this motivation, Sailor Moon manages to subdue the men with the advice from Luna to knock their spellbound headbands off. All is well when Usagi returns home. She informs her mother Miss Haruna took a week from school to rest and is returning to school soon. Usagi's little brother even urges their mom not to go on a diet after the teacher's ordeal. However, Usagi throws a fit again when she realizes she put on weight once more. Episode 5, Scent of a Monster. Chanela will steal your love. Usagi had a dream about Tuxedo Mask that's interrupted by her brother Shingo's frightened screams. Luna accidentally slept in his bed the night before and scared him because he's afraid of cats. Queen Beryl and Jay Light plan to collectively absorb human energy through humans' love of pets. The animals are called Chanelas. They emit a hypnotic perfume smell to everyone who comes in contact with them. When the Chanelas are offered affection, they drain their admirer of their life. Luna fails at showing affection to Shingo, but another classmate sees his reaction to Luna and suggests they go to the new pet shop Perfume to look at other pets instead. At the new shop, the shopkeeper offers a Chanela. Shingo and his friend immediately fall prey to the animal, obsessively doting over it and ignoring everything around them. Shingo even kicks Luna when she tries showing him affection again. With her suspicions increasing after girls at school bring their Chanelas and attack Miss Haruna, Usagi visits Perfume on her own. Unfortunately, she falls victim as well to the hypnotic spell. Luna shakes Usagi out of her daze when she nicks the Chanela from her arms. Luna warns Usagi Shingo may be under the same spell and they must take the animal from him at once. However, he escapes their clutches after Usagi slaps Shingo. They trace him back to Perfume where the shopkeeper demands Shingo and all of the other children to distribute the Chanelas to everyone in town. Sailor Moon arrives to stop them as the shopkeeper transforms not only herself, but the children too, including Shango, into monsters. Not wanting to hurt her brother, Luna advises Sailor Moon use her Moon Tiara Sardust to shake everyone awake from their spell. When they run away, Sailor Moon anticipates Tuxedo Mask, but he never arrives. While in a chokehold, Luna again advises Sailor Moon to use her tiara to attack the monstrous shopkeeper, finally disintegrating her and the Chanelas. Afterwards, Shingo chases down Sailor Moon for an autograph, believing she's actually Sailor V. Sailor Moon instructs Shingo to be nice to Luna and she will bring him much happiness. Later, Shingo shows great affection to Luna, even feeding her his dinner. Episode 6, Protect the Melody of Love. Usaki plays Cupid. Jedi plans to implant deadly ultrasonic waves from a cassette tape into music humans listen to in order to steal their human energy. Usagi and Naru fantasize about a jazz player, Yusuke Amare, as they listen to him play the piano. At the radio station, the real Yusuke Amare arrives with flowers to tell an employee how he feels about her. When it's time to implant the cassette tape at the same radio station, Jadite's minion fails to do so when Akiko, an employee, stumbles upon what she believes is Yusuke's demo. When it's time for Usagi to go home, she stops by the arcade, even though Luna warns her against it. There, Yusuke knocks her over, believing he's being chased by a monster. For her trouble, Yusuke invites Usagi to the jazz club to watch him play. After his performance, Yusuke is attacked by Jedi's minion for the tape. Usagi helps Yusuke chase her down back to the radio station. They arrive just in time to stop the monster from implanting the tape and taking over the airwaves. Luna manages to retrieve the tape from the monster back to Yusuke. However, she holds Akiko hostage to force him to give it back. 
Without prompt from Luna, Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon and attacks the monster with her tiara. Yusuke is also able to grab a hold of Akiko before she's hurt. Sailor Moon and Luna once again chase down the monster to a stadium where they're attacked by its ultra-violent sound waves. Sailor Moon deducts how to combat against the sound waves with a mic. She turns up the volume and then tosses it into the cone of sound waves. Sailor Moon's counter-attack rebounds the initial one back at the monster, ultimately killing her. Back at the radio station, Yusuke tells Akiko how he feels about her while she tends to his wounds. Some while later, it's announced Yusuke married Akiko to Naru's dismay. Usagi isn't as upset about it as Naru expected. She even speaks of Yusuke like she knows him. In Usagi's hand is a CD Yusuke dedicated to her, or Sailor Moon actually. Episode 7, Usagi learns her lesson, becoming a star is hard work. Usagi and Naru agree to perform as a duo for local talent scouts visiting in town alongside a local town star, Mikan Shiotori, but the two friends struggle with coordinating their act in disband. Usagi opts to do an act with Luna and Naru teams up with Umino. Jedi witnesses teenage girls excited over Mikan and devises a plan to steer their energy through a talent show. He has one of his minions trap Mikan in a glass prison and then replicate her for the show. Everyone with the exception of Usagi who visited the talent's show caravan are hypnotized under the demon spell. They display lackluster performances and pass onto the next stage with a stamp. Usagi and Luna become suspicious of the talent show when everyone around town neglect their duties in favor of being famous. When Usagi and Luna arrive to the theater, it's empty from their perspective with the exception of Mikan, but it's the demon who spotted the two intruders and attacks them. Luna insists Usagi transform to save Naru and the others. Sailor Moon becomes overwhelmed by the demon's glass prison only to be saved by Tuxedo Mask again. When the demon goes after him, Sailor Moon throws her tiara at it, shattering it into shards and dispelling the hypnotic spell everyone was under. Episode 8, The Girl Genius is a Monster, The Brainwashing Cram School of Horror. Jadeite and Queen Beryl want to steal the mental energy of studious students whose parents pressure them into getting accepted into a top-rated university. Usagi's mother warns Usagi she needs to stay on top of her grades or she'll be at the bottom of her class. Usagi hopes to befriend her school's top-ranked student, Ami Mizano, to help her in her studies. Usagi takes Ami to the arcade to unwind, where Ami shows she's naturally gifted at video games as well, although she's never played them before. After losing track of time and rushing off to cram school, Ami loses a disc she usually takes in order to study. Luna and Usagi analyze the disc and discover it's coded for mind control in order to steal students' mental energy. They both rush to the cram school to save the students. Ami is the only one not mind controlled, causing Usagi to believe she's the monster controlling the other students like Luna warned, but that's not the case. The administrator revealed themselves as the true monster, holding Ami captive and then attacks Sailor Moon if she can't answer the test questions correctly. After Luna feeds her answers, the monster orders the hypnotized students to attack instead. Luna then sees a symbol glow on Ami's forehead. The energy Luna sensed from Ami wasn't evil like she suspected, but that of another Sailor Guardian. Luna assists the Guardian, Sailor Mercury, as Ami transforms into her and uses bubble spray on the monster. The dense and chilling fog freezes the monster in place as Sailor Moon attacks her with her tiara, killing the monster. After all is explained, Ami's excited to fight alongside Usagi, leaving Usagi a bit jealous her new partner may naturally excel at this too. 
Episode 9, Usagi's Disaster. Beware of the Clock of Confusion. Queen Beryl is concerned about a second guardian appearing. Luckily, Jadite has a plan to manipulate humans' use of time and clocks. They'll steal their energy from the increased pressure and anxiety of not having enough time to complete tasks. Usagi and Ami have a girls' day out and go window shopping. There, they run into a clock shop that's having an incredible discount on all of their clocks. Usagi can't afford one, but Ami promises to stop by her house in the morning to make sure she wakes up in time for school. Back home, Usagi's mom already bought several for the household. Overnight, the Tsukino family and everyone who bought one for their houses are bewitched with high anxiety about being late. Luna manages to meet with Ami and decipher the issue with the clocks since she's the only one who is not bewitched by them. Luna gives Ami a new supercomputer gadget for missions and determines something is terribly wrong with this clock and they must go to the store at once. Luna and Ami struggle to find Usagi but when a bus crashes with her on it they all rush and gather in front of the clock store. Usagi immediately wants to rush in and attack. Ami is hesitant but goes along with her even though Luna warns against it. Inside, the evil witch lures both Sailor Moon and Mercury inside her time warp labyrinth. Using her supercomputer again, Sailor Mercury determines where the witch is without falling into her traps. However, her bewitched effects are coming into play when Sailor Moon's energy is nearly depleted, rendering her useless. The witch also stuns Sailor Mercury frozen. Elsewhere, Tuxedo Mask destroys the master clock outside of the labyrinth, freeing the guardians from their spells. Finally, Sailor Moon utilizes her tiara to disintegrate the witch. Episode 10, The Cursed Bus, Enter Mars, the Guardian of Fire. Jadite is on his last leg with Queen Beryl's patient as he continues failing capturing human energy. He enacts a plan to steal romantic energy from teenage girls who pray for love on ambulance purchased at the Hikawa Shrine. While out together, Usagi is warned by Naru girls have been going missing after taking the 6 o'clock bus from an intersection after visiting the shrine. Usagi is accused of causing the evil energy surrounding the shrine by one of the maidens, Rei Hino. When Usagi's name has been cleared, Rei apologizes and explains how her predictions and spiritual senses have been off recently. She also states the police have questioned the shrine's workers multiple times and they're being accused by worried family members left and right. When it's time to investigate the bus, everyone gets on before they disappear. Usagi gets scared and decides against getting on the bus. The next day, she attempts to talk to Ray about the disappearances, but Ray shouts at her to leave. On their way back to the bus, Luna leaves a pen for Ray. Back at the temple, Ray discovers the Hikawa Shrine's new employee is the evil energy behind the girls going missing. But then Jadeite throws Ray into a black hole similar to the one the bus enters with the girls. Usagi finally gets the courage to get onto the 6 o'clock bus by transforming into a flight attendant. However, once on the bus, there isn't much Usagi can do to stop the bus from taking the girls. Now inside this fourth dimensional plane, Luna reminds Ray of the pen she left behind for her and directs Ray to transform to Sailor Mars to assist Sailor Moon. Ray burns the demonic bus driver into a ball of flame but neither she nor Sailor Moon know how to escape. Inside the bus, Tuxedo Mass appears. He gathered all of the buses together, driving them towards a light Ami conjured from her prayers for the safe return. Back at the bus stop, Ray asks about Tuxedo Mass before he disappeared. Usagi questioned Ray about her feelings towards him, which she denied. 
but Rei warned Asagi her feelings for him may be one-sided. Episode 11, Usagi vs. Rei, Nightmare in Dreamland. The Sailor Guardians are unsure of where to start searching for Luna's princess, so Ami suggests they begin at an amusement park, Dreamland. It's been reported over 50 people have gone missing after entering the park. Queen Barrel warns Jadeite he's expendable after failing to stop the Sailor Guardians and collect enough human energy. He plans to use Dreamland as a vessel to capture energy from human dreams. At the park, Rei and Usagi bicker over how to patrol the amusement park. Rei senses an evil presence near the princess mascot, but Usagi thinks she's overreacting. Luna urges the team to split into two groups, she and Ami with Usagi and Rei. When they patrol on a kid's train, Usagi literally head bumps into the same man she does around town. Rei questions Usagi about his resemblance to Tuxedo Mask, but Usagi refuses to believe it. Back at the house of sweets, Ami entered the house alone to investigate, but was hypnotized like the hordes of other people. That's where the people who've gone missing are trapped in. Rei and Usagi transform into their respective guardians. Sailor Moon's naivety causes Sailor Mars to be bitten by a transfigured snake that turns their prey into stone. Luckily, Mars expertly exercised the bite and freed herself. However, the guardians were unable to escape the hypnotic sleep spray that made them dream of Tuxedo Mask while riding the merry-go-round. The real Tuxedo Mask suddenly appears and breaks them free from the dream before all of the energy is drained. When they run from the monster, they run into Ami. Luna advises they all work together to defeat the monster before it's too late. Sailor Mercury uses her bubble spray, Mars uses her fire soul, and Moon uses her tiara power action to disintegrate the monster and free the missing people. Episode 12, I Want a Boyfriend. The luxury cruise ship is a trap. Thetis approaches Jadeite with a plan to capture human energy in a bid for more attention from him. Her plan is to trap couples on the ship, then steal the romantic energy. The ship is being advertised at the lover's cruise Usagi and Naru hope to gain tickets to, but advanced tickets are sold out for months. Usagi tries her luck at a raffle multiple times but loses each time. Rei approaches the raffle initially with no interest in the cruise until she wins a pair of tickets. She refuses to invite Usagi with her. Instead, she acts as Ami. Usagi works her way onto the ship in disguise as a photographer. In what's supposed to be the engine room, Luna suspects something's not right since it's too quiet to be the engine, yet the boat's moving at full speed. Jadeite disguised as the captain discovers Usagi and leads her back to the others, but Thetis pulled him away to oversee her plan and announced it's time to lure guests for their energy. Ami and Rei join the guests at the reception hall. That's where Thetis enacts her plan to steal romantic energy. However, Jadeite points out she's only stealing romantic energy, not energy from singles. Ami and Rei can't transform in the open, but Sailor Moon wastes no time to save her friends and the guests. Thetis attacks Sailor Moon and Jadeite watches close by, so Ami and Rei take their chance to transform and help Sailor Moon. When they destroy Thetis, Jadeite looks to finish them himself, but is suddenly zapped away by Queen Barrel. The Queen is visibly upset with Jadeite for using her monster Thetis without her permission. Although Jadeite attempts to explain Thetis approached him, not the other way around, but Queen Barrel refuses to listen. Episode 13, Girls Unite, The End of Jadeite Queen Barrel threatens Jadeite with eternal sleep if he doesn't get rid of the Sailor Guardians, regardless of the amount of human energy he's previously collected. Jadeite projects an image of himself over Tokyo and demands an audience with the Sailor Guardians at the airport or he'll burn all of Tokyo. 
Usagi's unsure if the group should go to the airport. Ami thinks it's a trap and Ray believes they should just run in head first. Usagi's sensible approach to avoiding the airport is so unusual for her, everyone around her thinks she's sick. Even Matoki agrees sensibility isn't her style and prefers her wacky ideas. It's uniquely Usagi. Unfortunately, the man Usagi constantly bumps into and bickers with insults her and Matoki to the point Usagi wails in the middle of the street. All of the Sailor Guardians are attacked by who they believe to be police officers. However, Ami determines they're made of clay and are safe to destroy. When they're done with them and transform, Jedi confronts them with the knowledge of their true identities. When Jedi bewitches the airplanes to attack and run off the Guardians, Tuxedo Mask suddenly appears to fight Jedi. But the formidable foe overpowers Tuxedo Mask, appearing victorious over the water while the other disappeared underneath. Jedi mocks the Guardians' cross for Tuxedo Mask, making sexist remarks about women being weak and always needing a man to save them. However, with their powers combined, the Sailor Guardians outwit Jedi, forcing him back to the underworld with Queen Barrow. Queen Barrow is furious with Jedi when he returns from another failed mission. He pleads with her that he knows the Guardians' true identities, but the Queen won't hear it and sentences Jedi to eternal sleep. She now appoints Nephrite with the task of collecting energy and destroying the Guardians. Back at the airport, Tuxedo Mask reappears. He advises the Guardians to cherish the bond they have with each other before he leaves once more. Episode 14, a new enemy appears, Nephrite's evil crest. Nephrite devises a plan to steal energy from one single person when they're at their peak versus Jedi who stole from large groups indiscriminately. Zoysite, another henchman, teases Nephrite that he'll fail this mission similarly to Jedi without help, but Nephrite rejects his offer. Naru has a play sister named Rui, who is a star tennis player preparing for an upcoming tournament. As Naru and Usagi watch Rui practice, Nephrite lies about being a tennis coach willing to train Rui. When he grabs her racket, he bewitches it to increase Rui's energy with every serve. Luna ventures to the arcade after it's closed to collect intel. She now knows Jadeite worked for the Dark Kingdom and their purpose was to collect human energy. However, they don't know why. Luna relays the information to the girls. As a group, they're unsure of what to do next. For a moment, Rei and Luna mock Usagi for her lack of focus, but Ami interjects that they're both being too hard on Usagi. When Usagi visits Naru, her friend's very upset that Rui is ignoring her and acting strangely. Usagi suggests they visit her again at the tennis court to check on her. Usagi detects an evil aura at the courts, but decides to investigate on her own to prove that she can be a guardian in her own right. When Rui has reached her peak, Nephrite signals the racket to collect all of the energy at once pumped into Rui. After Usagi transforms and interferes with the monster, she soon becomes a giant tennis ball herself, unable to fight back. Tuxedo Mask then appears to fight the monster himself. He breaks its concentration, freeing Sailor Moon to fight alongside him. This is a dream come true for her, but it's short-lived when Tuxedo Mask is hurt, leaving Sailor Moon to fight on her own. After she defeats the monster and saves Rui, the other guardians have arrived, but Tuxedo Mask is gone. Episode 15, Usagi's Panic, Ray's First Date. Ami takes the girls to a park where she likes to read in before she attends cram school. Ami introduces them to the park manager, but he warns them the park will be gone soon since it's been sold to a developer who will tear it down for a business park instead. Nephrite chooses the park manager as his next target and planning an evil aura in his cap. The park manager then commands the wildlife in the park to attack the construction workers, forcing them to abandon demolition. Ray has a plan to lure a date to the park with her before it's destroyed. 
At the arcade, Motoki introduces the girls to Mamoru Chiba, the same man Usagi constantly bumps into and bickers with after he saved Luna from being run over. Rei chooses Mamoru as her date to the park. Usagi spots Rei lurking at a corner and watches as her friend trips over for Mamoru's attention. She follows them throughout the day to see what they're doing and hear what they say. Usagi is a hypocrite for thinking Rei and Mamoru are inappropriate together, but she fantasizes about Motoki being her boyfriend when he and Mamoru are the same age. Luna spots a saddened Ami who relays her confrontation with the park manager. He demands Ami never return to the park since humans are ungrateful towards what nature offers them. But under further investigation and witnessing a man being attacked by squirrels, Ami and Luna sense an even aura in the park. Ray and Mamoru are rowing in the lake when they too are attacked by birds. Ray insists Mamoru stay behind while she deals with the evil aura she too now senses. Uzagi joins Ray and Ami since she followed Ray there to fight the monster that appears once Nephrite believes the park manager's energy is at its peak. Ami and Usagi are literally tied up by the monster, but Ray burns the monster's vines, creating an opportunity to attack it. Before the monster can make her move, Tuxedo Mask interferes and Sailor Moon finishes it off. After the park and his manager has been saved, Mamoru reappears safe as well. Rei whispers to Usagi she truly thinks Mamoru is Tuxedo Mask, but Usagi downright refuses to believe that. Episode 16, A Girl's Dream, Usagi Becomes a Bride Usagi's home economics teacher, Ms. Akiyama, isn't her usual passionate self. Amino believes she's daydreaming about her engagement and upcoming wedding, wearing a dress she sold herself. A contest for the most beautiful handmade wedding dress is being sponsored by the Juban Community Center and the grand prize winner wins an all-expense-paid wedding reception. Ray attempts to rope Usagi's mother into teaching her to sew, but she's terrible at it. Usagi gets Ami to teach her as well, but it's too much studying for her liking. When it's time to choose her fabric, Nephrite approaches Akiyama, persuades her to choose an extravagant silk, then bewitches it to increase her obsessive energy into making the dress, then absorb it at its peak. Naru and Usagi witness Akiyama verbally abuse her fiancé when he confronts her about ignoring him after she's missed several days of school. At the time of the contest, Luna advises Usagi to transform into a contestant to scope out any suspicious activity. Akiyama suddenly appears at the competition and bewitches the entire audience with the exception of Usagi when Luna shocks her back awake. Nephrite then unleashes his monster, Widow, when Akiyama's energy is at its peak. All three of the Sailor Guardians work together and make quick work of the monster after Sailor Moon was briefly captured in its web. After making up with her fiancé, during her reception, Akiyama threw her bouquet into the crowd, caught by Ami, to the dismay of Usagi and Rei. Episode 17, Usagi's Amado, The Flash of the Monster Camera Usagi and Naru read about a local photography prodigy student from Rei's school, Kijin Shinokawa. He normally photographs landscapes, but when Nephrite bewitches his camera, he persuades him to photograph teenage girls instead to steal their energy. Motoki is the only person who supports Usagi's pursuit of modeling. Mamoru advises her a real woman's beauty is in her kindness and her fight for what's right. After passing the initial selection process, Luna accompanies Usagi to the modeling shoot. There, Luna witnesses models be captured through the camera lens after their photos taken. Luna lures Usagi to the shoot so she can see for herself what's happened. Usagi warns Kijin what he's doing is wrong, but he just shoves her away. 
Once Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon and alerts the other Guardians for help, she fights Kijin on her own. Luna then, too, is captured in the camera after protecting Sailor Moon. She figures out the monster is controlling Kijin through the camera and kicks it out of his hands. However, the monster has collected more than enough energy to operate on its own. Sailor Moon becomes overwhelmed by the monster and when Mars and Mercury attempt to stop the monster, they too are captured in the camera. Sailor Moon determines the monster will either trap themselves or at least be injured if it's hit by its own bewitched lens. She's right. Sailor Moon then disintegrates the monster with her moon tiara action, returning everyone back to life from the camera. Elsewhere, Zoicite mocks Nephrite for another failed mission, but Nephrite reminds him about his failed mission as well, since he's tasked with finding the silver crystal for Queen Beryl in the meantime. Afterwards, Kijin announces he's taking a break from photography after receiving advice from Sailor Moon about seeing a woman's true beauty outside of her looks. Sadly, Usagi's family continued to mock her, not knowing it actually was her that gave that advice, but really stole it from Amaru. This is the first episode, in my opinion, where we see Usagi show growth fighting at Sailor Moon. Episode 18, Shingo's Love, The Grieving Doll. Shingo breaks the prize doll his friend Mika wanted to gift him. When Mika returns home to make more, she tells her mother she lended the doll to a friend when she asked about it. Other girls from Shingo's school told Usagi about what Shingo did. So when Usagi forced him to apologize, he witnessed Nephrite enter her home. Inside, Nephrite requests Mika to make 10 more of the same dolls she's currently crafting as he bewitches the original. Usagi tries to cheer up Shingo and suggests he offer Mika a gift when he attempts to apologize again. However, out of his earshot, Usagi believes something is wrong with Mika. Her enthusiasm and sincerity towards Shingo's well-being shocks Luna. They both warn Ami about the doll exhibit Mika will attend and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. Ray and Mamoru attend the exhibit on their own. Mamoru seems uncomfortable the whole time, but then there's this spark of familiarity from Nephrite towards Mamoru when they both cross paths. Shingo attempts to apologize to Mika once more, but her energy has now reached its peak. The monster Nephrite implanted comes to life and attacks Shingo. Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon, but is soon attacked by copies of the original doll. Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars assist Sailor Moon with the copies and intimidating monster. Sailor Mercury even detects energy coming from the monster's right foot, but Sailor Moon can't manage to attack it while grappled. Tuxedo Mask interferes, freeing Sailor Moon as she finishes off the monster. Episode 19, Usagi's Joy, the love letter from Tuxedo Mask. Now, I want to issue a warning here. Nephrite purposefully starts his grooming of Naru in this episode. He knows she likes him. And we may not know exactly how old he is, but he's a fully grown man and the adult in the situation. She's 14. He knows an adolescent when he sees one. He's not stupid. He sent out those love letters specifically to teenage girls, including Naru. Nephrite consults with the constellations about a way to expose and destroy Sailor Moon with. He discovers it's Tuxedo Mask, the man who always saves her in the nick of time when she's on her own. Every teenage girl in town receives a love letter from Tuxedo Mask. He asks them to meet him at the mall late at night. Miss Haruna warns all of the girls not to go since none of them know Tuxedo Mask and it may just be a prank. Usagi is upset Tuxedo Mask may be cheating on her in their fake relationship, so she plans to confront him at the time he requested in the letter. 
At the same mall, early in the day, Naru bumps into Nefrite, but she only knows him as Masato Sanjuin, her sister's former tennis coach. Nefrite believes Naru may be Sailor Moon since she recalls the sound of his voice, even though she's only met him once, but he's fought Sailor Moon multiple times. He feeds into her crush on him and tells Naru to return that evening. Even dressed as Tuxedo Mask, Naru knows it's Misato. Done playing the charade, Nefrite demands Naru transform into Sailor Moon. With just one touch on her forehead, Nefrite felt an immense energy pour out of Naru. Once Usagi arrives, she witnesses Nefrite steal Naru's energy and transforms into Sailor Moon. Elsewhere, Mamoru suddenly completes his own transformation into Tuxedo Mask, but his is painful and unwilling unlike Usagi. When he reaches the mall to save Sailor Moon and Naru, he ends up trapped in an elevator with Sailor Moon, set to plummet to the basement once it reaches the top floor. Sailor Moon tries to make conversation with him about why he comes to save her and his identity while he finds a way out of the elevator. He tells her he doesn't know why he rescues her, just that he's drawn to her and he believes they've met in another life. However, he can't recall the memory for some reason. Out of the elevator and on solid ground, Tuxedo Mask flees once again after Sailor Mars and Mercury have arrived to help Naru. In the Dark Kingdom, Zoicite chastises Nephrite for failing to destroy Sailor Moon. He suggests to Queen Barrow he should be punished like Jadeite. Any other time she would agree, but is impressed by the amount of energy Nephrite stole from Naru. And she hisses at Zoicite to focus on his own mission for the Silver Crystal before he's punished himself. Episode 20, The Summer, The Beach, Youth, and Ghosts. The girls are on summer vacation with their own private beach. Although Luna insists this time off is meant to be a guardian training camp. Hopelessly lost in the woods, Usaki complains and cries about the sudden thunder. She's then spooked by a small child, Tsukiko, after she pops her head out from behind a tree. Tsukiko leads the girls to the castle they're actually staying at. Usaki is terrified out of her mind at the creepy place and its employees. At dinner, a ghost appears. The staff is unaware of what to do, but Ray doesn't believe it to be a true ghost, but something else. During the day, the girls enjoy a beach day as Sugiko lurks from the cliffs above. The night before, her father forced her under hypnosis to conjure a spirit. This immense training is to prove to the people who mock them as fake psychics. Ami tries to befriend Sugiko, but her father would have none of it. Ami eavesdrops on the father-daughter duo as he puts her under another trance. Wasaki wanders into the kitchen where the staff's performing an exorcism on the haunting spirit in the castle. Rei is also there, but she places her own exorcism scrolls to protect them if and when the ghost reappeared, but it's no use. Ami tries to help Tsukiko, but when she's under her trance, the ghost shoves Ami and Tsukiko's father back. Tsukiko manages to escape her trance, but by then the ghost is more powerful than Tsukiko imagined. Ami says the ghost is Tsukiko's repressed emotions to rebel against her father. After Sailor Moon failed to destroy the ghost, Tsukiko shouts at it to go away. Only then did it disappear. Afterwards, her father apologized and no longer forced Tsukiko to perform or train as a psychic, allowing her to enjoy her time with the other girls and be normal. Episode 21, Protected Children's Dreams, Friendship Through Anime. Two best friends, Hiromi and Kuzuko, are struggling as illustrators for the current Sailor V anime. Their boss wants more passionate, emotional panels for the anime. Hiromi is jealous of Kuzuko's talent, resorting to using expensive artisan pencils they both purchased but swore to speak with one another before using. 
On a foot race back to the studio, Hiromi loses a drawing. Ami yells for her attention, but she ran away too fast for Ami to return it. On her way to the studio, Ami spotted Nephrite speeding past her. She followed him to the studio and attempted to confront him, but he escaped. Luna chastised Ami for fighting Nephrite alone. Usagi did as well, only because she wanted to visit the studio for an autograph. When they planned to investigate and invite Rei, she initially rejected going because anime is for kids, but when the time came to go, she showed up with her own merchandise for the illustrator's design. At the studio, Hiromi shouts at the girls for being allowed and Kazuko for allowing them into the studio while she's supposed to be working. Kazuko and the girls confront Hiromi on the rooftop about her recent behavior. That's when her artisan pencil, Bewitched by Nephrite, emanates energy from twin monsters, Castor and Pollux. With both Hiromi and Kazuko unconscious, the girls transform. The twins display powerful teamwork, even using the same techniques as the Guardians against them. But they debate over who will deliver the finisher, ending their teamwork. The Guardians then show their own teamwork, combining their techniques and destroying the twins. Episode 22, Romance Under the Moon, Usagi's First Kiss. Umino informs Usagi about Princess Diamond in town to reveal a precious jewel at a royal ball. Desperate for invitation, Naru tells her she's going in her mother's place since she owns a jeweler shop. Queen Beryl demands intel on the royal unveiling ceremony. She believes the jewel may be the silver crystal she's been searching for. Zoe's sight is on the case, but Nephrite takes over since he's in control over everything on Earth. Queen Barrel allows his disobedience only because this mission will force Nephrite to succeed where he's failed previously. Zoisite weeps to another henchman named Kunsite. He pacifies Zoisite's concerns, telling him to be patient and they'll be rid of Nephrite soon enough. When the Guardians struggle with how they'll enter the ball for intel on the princess, Luna believes may be her princess, Usagi disguises herself as a different princess for injury. When she's inside, Tuxedo Mask is also there. He's been struggling with his identity and believes the Silver Crystal will help him fill in the gaps about who he is and his connection with Sailor Moon. Nephrite spots Naru at the ball, and under the impression he's still Misato and his attraction to her, uh, Nephrite lures Naru outside. He bewitches her to force her way into Princess Diamond's quarters. There, he also bewitches the princess who grabs the jewel and makes her way to Nephrite. Usagi recognizes Tuxedo Mask when he asks her to dance. With the security on high alert and their dance interrupted, Usagi tries to stop the princess from throwing the jewel down to Nephrite. She ends up going over the balcony but saved in time by Tuxedo Mask. However, when Nephrite attacks them and Usagi slips from Tuxedo Mask's grasp, Luna throws Usagi's umbrella so they both can float down. When Tuxedo Mask chases after Nephrite, Ami stops him and demands to know whose side he's on. He claims if they're all after the same thing, then maybe he's an enemy. With all three of them there, the Guardians battle against the monster inside of the princess controlled by Nephrite. When the princess is safe, Luna doesn't recognize her as her princess she's been searching for, and the jewel is unveiled as a gigantic diamond, not the silver crystal. Back at the ball, Uzagi has a drink and is carried away by Tuxedo Mask to a secluded area where he kisses her. Although under the influence, Uzagi recalls kissing him before, many times in another life. Episode 23, Wish Upon a Star, Naru's First Love. Naru confesses to Usagi about her love for Misato Sajuin. Usagi warns Naru to stay away from him, but Naru won't listen. Ami and Rei are undecided about what to do, but when Usagi seeks advice from Motoki and Mamaru, 
to speak with Naru, she does just that. Nefert refuses an audience with Queen Beryl, foregoing any chance of redeeming himself in her eyes. Zoisite teases Nefert about his disobedience and forthcoming punishment. Nefert insists on searching for the silver crystal instead of securing human energy. Although that's Zoisite's job, Nefert believes the best man will win whomever gets it first. Zoisite confides in Kunsite about Nefert overstepping his boundaries. Kunsite persuades Zoisite to send a monster to watch Nefert's movements. So when he obtains the silver crystal, the monster will steal it from him. Late at night, after Usagi warns Naru about Musado again, he calls her house to meet up with each other. Naru's mother is concerned for her when she leaves and steals a jewel from her shop. Sailor Moon attempts to get Nephrite away from Naru, but he attacks her instead. When backup from Sailor Mercury and Maros arrives, they all attack him, but Naru intentionally gets in the way to stop them. Nephrite's dark crystal doesn't get the reaction from the jewel Naru brought like he expected, but it does react to Naru's wholehearted kindness and love for him. Nephrite also saves Naru from an attack by a suicide monster, and then Sailor Moon finishes it off. The Sailor Guardians demand an explanation from him about his manipulation on Naru, but he takes his leave, warning them once he retrieves the silver crystal, they won't be able to stop him ever again. Once he leaves, Sailor Moon wishes upon a shooting star for Nephrite to abandon his evil ways if he truly cares for Naru like she says he does. Episode 24, Naru's Tears, Nephrite Dies for Love. Nephrite contemplates the Dark Crystal's connection to Naru. He believes she holds the Silver Crystal inside of her, but that isn't the case. However, she may know the identity of Sailor Moon. He confesses to Naru about his own true identity, but lies about wanting to join forces with Sailor Moon but must know how to find her. Naru genuinely doesn't know, but Nephrite waits around to see what Naru knows about Sailor Moon. Naru calls Usagi about her talk with Nephrite. Although Usagi doesn't confess any information over the phone, she and Luna race over to Naru's. Luna runs off ahead of Usagi as she transforms into Sailor Moon but she's been lured into Nephrite's trap by revealing her true identity to him. On her own, Sailor Moon is defenseless against Nephrite until Tuxedo Mask comes to rescue her. Before he has another chance to attack, Nephrite hears cries from Naru. While spying on him, Zoisite orders his monsters to kidnap Naru in exchange for Nephrite's Dark Crystal. Nephrite abandons his fight with Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask in order to save Naru. The monsters don't believe he'll come, but when he does, he spares their lives so they can deliver a message to Zoisite that he'll never give up the Dark Crystal. Far away and safe, Nephrite confesses once more to Naru that he's a liar and may continue to lie since it's in his nature. Naru surprisingly accepts this. As long as they're together, she doesn't care. Injured from saving her, they both seek solace in the forest, but they're discovered by the monsters. Critically injured from saving Naru once more, Naru is shockingly able to pull the poisonous thorns from Nephrite. He again protects her from an explosion, knocking the dark crystal from his possession. When Zoisite gets a hold of it, he orders the monsters to finish him off. Luckily, the Sailor Guardians come to their rescue, killing the monsters. Nephrite apologizes to Naru for lying to her once again, promising to join her for a chocolate parfait, but thanks her for being in his life before he dies in her arms. Episode 25 Jupiter, the powerful girl in love. Usagi is saved from a gang of scammers by an unknown girl 
Amino informs her it's a transfer student, Makoto Kino. Usagi immediately nicknames her Mako. In the Dark Kingdom, Queen Barrow has awakened her ruler, but they may fall back into their deep slumber unless she can retrieve the silver crystal. Her ruler informs her she must revive the seven monsters and get the rainbow gems in order to find the silver crystal. At the arcade, Usagi introduces Mako to Ami, Rei, and Luna. Mako is immediately drawn to a guy named Joe, who's known as the Crane Master for his ability to always win at the Crane game. She tries to get his attention, but he ignores Mako, even after she interfered with Zoisai's attempt to attack him and retrieve the gem inside his chest. Usagi and Mako follow Joe to a coffee shop where he tells Mako about the special ability he was born with to magnetically attract whatever he wanted. There, Zoisai attacks them both for Joe's gem. When Joe abandons Mako and expresses his disinterest in her because of her height, Zoisai is finally able to retrieve the gem. Sailor Moon demands to know who Zoisai is and he tells her about his connection with the Dark Kingdom. After transforming Joe into a monster and fleeing, Sailor Moon is restrained by him. Luna alerts Mako she's Sailor Jupiter after seeing the symbol appear on her forehead. Sailor Jupiter delivers her supreme thunder attack upon the monster but warns Sailor Moon against killing it because he has a human heart. Luna offers the Moonstick to Sailor Moon to reverse the monster's transformation back to Joe. Now wielding the Moonstick, Sailor Moon has now solidified her position as leader of the Sailor Guardians. Episode 26, Restore Naru's Smile, Usagi's Friendship. Amaru has a dream as Tuxedo Mask with a princess crying over him to find the Dark Crystal and all will be clear. He awakens and sets on a quest to find the crystal for the answers he seeks. Usaki and Umino go to cheer Naru up after she's missed school for over a week. At the Hikawa Shrine, Luna explains the Dark Kingdom's reasoning behind seeking out the Silver Crystal, the Seven Monsters, and the Rainbow Gems. Usaki ignores an important meeting with the Sailor Guardians in favor of being with her schoolmates. Naru seeks out a pastor at a graveyard, but they're both confronted by Zoisite, who's come to take another Rainbow Gem from the unknowing pastor. Usagi goes to Naru's rescue, but is stopped by Luna. Luna tells her the Moonstick is alerting her a Rainbow Gem is nearby, but she must wait for backup from Mako. Impatient and with a friend in danger, Usagi transforms and confronts Suicide. Unfortunately, it's too late. He's already attacked the pastor and stole his gem, but the other escapes Zoisai's grasp. The pastor has transformed into a monster and is ordered by Zoisai to kill Sailor Moon. Defenseless once again, Tuxedo Mask comes to the rescue and fights the monster. Umino also heroically saves Naru from getting caught in the crossfire. When Mako arrives, she unleashes her supreme thunder technique followed by Sailor Moon's moon healing escalation technique to restore the pastor. Tuxedo Mask flees with the rainbow gem, but Zoisite vows to steal it back from him. Elsewhere, Mamoru accepts his fate as Tuxedo Mask while holding the rainbow gem. Back at the graveyard, Naru tells her friends she will return to school after bandaging Umino with Nephrite's old bandage. While Usagi daydreams as she listens to the music box left by Tuxedo Mask, Luna apologizes to Mako. She wanted the new recruit to witness Usagi as a leader, but believes she fell short. However, Mako doesn't hold it against Usagi since she cares so much about her friends. Episode 27, Crushing on Ami, the boy who can see the future. Ryo Urawa is a transfer who has broken Ami's streak as the highest ranked student at their whole entire middle school. 
One morning, he even saved her from being crushed at a nearby construction site. When Usagi, Ami, and Mako congratulate Ryo on his high midterm score, he brushes them off as luck. Usagi spies how he reacts and believes he likes Ami more than as a classmate. Zoe Sight sets his sights on Ryo when he discovers he's another one of the seven monsters and carries a rainbow gin inside of him. Usagi arranges for Ami and Ryo to meet, but Zoisai confronts Ryo in an attempt to steal his gem. Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury witness his attack, forcing Zoisai to flee. While Sailor Moon deals with him, Mercury carries Ryo away to safety. Ryo knows Sailor Mercury is Ami, and he tells her he will have to fight her as a monster soon. She pretends, she pretends not to understand, but then Zoisai reappears, takes the gem, and forces Ryo to transform into a monster although the boy initially fights it off. Overpowered by his monster energy, Sailor Mars and Sailor Jupiter arrive to the rescue. By combining all four of their techniques, the Guardians are able to weaken the monster and finally return him back to his human form. Tuxedo Mask also arrives late to the fight, but when he sees the Guardians have the gem instead of Zoisite, he decides to leave them be, for now. Ryo's father received another work transfer, forcing Ryo to transfer to another school, leaving Ami behind. She exchanged an embarrassing photo Usagi gave him for her own, more flattering one. Ryo vows to return when he has higher grades by his own merit, but Ami insists he return whenever he pleases. Episode 28, The Painting of Love, Usagi and Mamoru get closer. Naru drags Usagi to an art exhibit held by the mysterious painter named Yumemi Yumino. Yumemi spontaneously picks Usagi and Mamoru as models for her next painting. She explains to them she has no friends and doesn't want to destroy people's fantasies about her and her artwork by split by revealing what she truly looks like. Zoisite is warned by Queen Beryl that if he fails to retrieve another rainbow gem and get another one of the seven daily monsters killed, he will suffer the same fate as Jadeite. After sketching Usagi and Mamoru, Usagi glances at all of her previous work. There's one painting in particular she and Mamoru gravitate towards. All three of them feel sad when they look at it. Usagi and Mamoru believe they've lived the scene between the paintings couples before, specifically with the gift exchange between them. Yumemi walks Usagi home when Usagi encourages the painter to show who she truly is instead of hiding behind her paintings. She has a kind heart and must express her internal beauty externally as well. When Luna finally finds Usagi and returns her moon stick she dropped at the park, Luna mistakenly insults Usagi as simple, causing her to run off. When Usagi hears cries from Yumemi's house, she sees Zoisai steal a rainbow gem from her and transform her into a monster. Usagi calls for the other guardians to help save Yumemi and retrieve the gem. On her own, Sailor Moon holds Zoisai and the monster off until the others arrive. Tuxedo Mask saves Sailor Moon from being crushed, but then runs after Zoisite with the gem. Running after the men as well, Sailor Moon begs the others to go easy on the monster till it's still Yumemi on the inside. When confronted for the gem, Zoisite attacks Tuxedo Mask, nearly killing him if Sailor Moon hadn't saved him with her tiara. After Zoisite flees with the gem, Tuxedo Mask thanks Sailor Moon, but also warns her when the opportunity comes where he can steal the gem back from the Guardians, he won't hesitate. After Yumemi is healed and returns to her human form, she invites Usagi and Mamoru to her gallery to inform them she will no longer hide her face from the public. She took Usagi's advice to heart with a new confidence in her artwork and life. So 29, 
Total Chaos, The Messy Love Triangle. Matoki and Mako get caught in a downpour of rain together. Matoki heard through Usagi, Mako is a great cook. She offers to swing by that weekend to cook his favorite meal and clean his apartment. Matoki accepts her offer before a woman interrupts their walk after the rain. When he sends Mako on her way, Matoki speaks with the woman, his girlfriend, Rika. Mamoru appears as well and takes Matoki for coffee at Rika's insistence after canceling their date. Mamoru warns Matoki about getting involved with Mako, knowing Usagi likes him as well, but Matoki shrugs off his suggestion that he date either of them since they're middle schoolers. Thank God for us. Thank God for a sane, mature adult for once around here. Uh, however, the two friends discuss Rika's struggle to decide over studying abroad or staying with Matoki. Mako makes a sudden appearance at Matoki's and cleans his apartment before school. While she cleans, she spots a photo of Matoki and Rika. Mako cries to Usagi about her heartbreak and Matoki. Usagi's upset as well, but even after Mamoru warns them about Matoki's interest, they compete for his affection since Rika may be leaving soon. Zoysite sets his sights on Rika as the fifth monster with a rainbow gem he needs to collect. Motoki gets an urgent phone call from Rika and leaves Usagi and Mako alone in his apartment. When the moonstick blinks alive, Luna alerts the two girls to transform. Before they arrive to fight, Zoysite has already confronted Rika, but Motoki stands between the two in a ring of fire. Matoki is then wounded from Zoysai's blast, and Rika is forcibly transformed once he removes the Rainbow Gem. Sailor Moon and Sailor Jupiter are no match for the monster who is able to rebound Jupiter's supreme thunder. Tuxedo Mask arrives as well, but to take the gem, not to save the girls. Luckily, Sailor Mercury and Sailor Mars arrive in time to help defeat the monster and return Rika to her human form. In the face of defeat, Zoysai seems to have given up the Rainbow Gem to Tuxedo Mask, only for it to be a trick and snatch it away from him as he flees. At the airport, Rika has decided to study abroad and vowed to write Motoki as often as possible. Episode 30, Grandpa Loses Control, Ray in Danger. Zoysite attacks Ray's grandfather at the shrine in the dead of night when he suspects the elderly man is one of the seven deadly monsters and possessing one of the rainbow gems. Zoysite underestimated the man's spiritual willpower to withstand his attack, but Zoysite was able to activate the gem, initiating the inevitable. As the days go by, Ray's grandfather's behavior is stranger than usual. He even takes on an apprentice named Yurichio Kamada, who once slept outside the temple the same night as Grandpa Hino's attack. When Ray confides in the girls, Usagi finds Hino's behavior amusing, further upsetting Ray. Usagi later witnesses Rei and Yuichiro together in the park and interferes, disguised as a fortune teller, claiming they must kiss to seal their love. Rei dismisses Usagi and claims they're no longer friends. Although she's saddened by Rei's dismissal, Usagi wants to make a peace offering with rice cakes she shared with Luna. Back at the shrine, Zoysite returns to steal the rainbow gem from Grandpa Hino. This time, he succeeds and transforms the elderly man into a monster. When Tuxedo Mask arrives to steal the gem, Zoysite flees out of sight with it. Yurichiro spots the monster first before warning Rei and protecting her from it. Rei knows but doesn't understand why her grandfather is now a monster. She attempts to speak to what's left of his humanity to no avail. Sailor Moon arrives to stop the monster from killing Rei and manages to transform him back to human. 
unable to recall the attack and dissuade Yurichiro from what he actually saw. Ray kisses the new apprentice for his bravery and kindness towards her and her grandfather. Episode 31, Love and Chased, Luna's Worst Day Ever. Luna is chased after dozens of stray cats until a lone cat rescues her from being attacked. When it's time to search for the last rainbow gem, Ami uses her pocket communicator to locate the gem. The data pinpoints the gem at a home where a little girl and her cat live, the same cat that saved Luna earlier that day. Zoetai also sets his sights onto that girl and her cat. Usagi's moonstick alerts the group that Jim is definitely in his house and they all believe is within that little girl. However, when her cat runs off, so does she after him. Cornered in a narrow alleyway, Zoetai frightens the little girl for the gym, but the dark crystal doesn't bring the gym forth. He then realizes it was the cat all along. Elsewhere, the mysterious cat saves Luna again from the same stray cats that attempted to attack her. They escape down into the sewers where Zoisite is being chased after a wall of rats. While Ami and Mako wait for the little girl to wake up, Usagi plays her Sailor V video game, never noticing her moonstick isn't reacting to the little girl. However, Ami does and realizes it was the cat that holds the last gem instead. Ray had her own plans with Mamoru that day, but he never answered her calls. Yurichiro asked her out for tea when he spotted her walking around downtown, but she declined his offer. She then saw Luna and that cat running outside of the sewers being chased by those rats. Zoe Sight managed to get the rats to work in his favor and stole the rainbow gem from the cat. When it transformed into one of the seven daily monsters, it ordered it to attack Sailor Mars and Luna. Luna cried for him to stop and wait for Sailor Moon to transfer him back. The original cat was still aware and reacted heroically when Luna tumbled down a steep incline. With the gem, Zoisite sought to escape but Tuxedo Mask wounded his hand and stole it from him. Upon his arrival, Sailor Mercury and Jupiter managed to neutralize the monster and revert it back to a cat. Episode 32, Umino's Resolve, I'll Protect Naru. Usagi clearly sees Umino has a crush on Naru. She notes his lack of assertiveness and suggests he be more like Tuxedo Mask to get Naru's attention. Umino literally becomes Tuxedo Mask, constantly watching over Naru in order to protect her. He coincidentally protects her from Zoisite when the henchman hatches a plan to transform Naru into a monster to lure out Sailor Moon. His initial direct plan was foiled when he spotted Tuxedo Mask's silhouette outside of Naru's door late at night, not realizing it was actually Umino. Matoki offers Usagi and Naru tickets to a performance and Usagi suggests Naru go with Umino. Usagi and Luna go to the amusement park where the show is to lurk on her two best friends. At the park, Zoisite attempts to transform Naru but accidentally transformed one of the performers into a monster. Umino attacks the monster but he's too weak against him. Zoisite demands the rainbow gem from Sailor Moon or he'll allow the monster to suffocate everyone trapped in the algae balls including Naru. Sailor Moon surrendered the gem to Zoisite, but the real Tuxedo Mask intercepted the trade. With the gem up for grabs, Zoisite and Tuxedo Mask fight for it as Sailor Moon knocks out the monster, transforms him back to a human, and frees everyone from the algae balls. Unfortunately, Zoisite manages to get the rainbow gem and escape with it. Sailor Moon thanks Tuxedo Mask for helping her, but he tells her not to bother thanking him. He wants her the next time he's able to retrieve the gem from Zoisite, he'll be keeping it. Episode 33, Inner Venus, The Last Sailor Guardian. 
Zoisite and Coonsite devise a plan to lure out Tuxedo Mask by using a fake Sailor Moon. The fraud goes on a heroic spree by saving people and stopping crime, gaining the attention of the local news. When two window washers are dangling from a high-rise, Mamoru, Usagi, and Mako witness this fake Sailor Moon rescue them. Usagi's cries for this person taking credit for her job gains the attention of another girl in the crowd who has an identical cat to Luna but all white. Usagi and Mako rounded up the others and Luna to find this new Sailor Moon. However, they finally found her bound and dangling from a crane. Usagi immediately jumps in as the real Sailor Moon to help. The others believe it's a trap but join Sailor Moon's rescue. Of course, this was a trap set by Kunsai who surrounds the Guardians in magical, impenetrable darkness none of their powers can pierce through. Mamoru also follows this new Sailor Moon and finds her similarly as the others but further away. He cuts her down but is soon stabbed in the back by the imposter who reveals themselves to be Zoisite. While injured and fighting off Zoisite, Tuxedo Mask removes his mask. Queen Beryl is also watching from the Dark Kingdom and is shocked by who she sees. While Zoisite has the upper hand and about to kill Tuxedo Mask, another guardian intercepts Zoisite, allowing Tuxedo Mask to escape. Back with the others, Kunsite shrinks his darkness bubble by the second, suffocating the guardians. Although he failed to kill Tuxedo Mask, Zoisite knows he's still around. He yells for him to show himself and surrender the last two rainbow gems if he wants the guardians to live. When Tuxedo Mask surrenders, the same guardian before stops him. She reveals herself to be Sailor Venus, the last of the Sailor Guardians. She injured Kunsite's hands, dispelling the magical darkness and freeing the Guardians. When Zoisite and Kunsite regroup to attack again, Queen Barrel orders them to retreat and return to the Dark Kingdom immediately. Episode 34 The Shining Silver Crystal The Moon Princess Appears. Queen Barrel orders Zoisite and Kunsite to retrieve the other two rainbow gems, but not to kill Tuxedo Mask. Zoisite discovers Mamoru Chiba is Tuxedo Mask's true identity and confronts him at his home. He suggests they meet and have a winner-takes-all battle for all the Rainbow Gems. Mamoru agrees. Around the time for the fight, Usagi runs into Mamoru on the street. She notices he's different, injured, and doesn't exchange in their typical banner, so she follows him. Mamoru tries to get Usagi to leave him alone, but she persists. At their meetup point, Mamoru and Usagi are transported to the Star Tower, where Zoisite tricks Mamoru into surrendering the last two gems. When Kunsite comes to take them and then disappears, Mamoru darts a rose, a rose thorn into Zoisite, scarring his face. In direct defiance against Queen Barrow, Zoisite vows to kill Mamoru, but he had to reach the top floor in order to catch him. Mamoru and Osagi flee to an elevator after Zoisite transformed the room into an ice cave where the ice dropped repeatedly over them until they reached the elevator doors. Inside, Usagi asks Mamoru why he needed all of the rainbow gems. He tells her about his parents' death when he was six and his lost memories, the recurring dream he's had since, and finding the silver crystal may possibly restore his memories. Back at the Hikawa Shrine, the girls gather and discuss Usagi's absence. Sailor Venus appears, revealing her real name as Minako Eno, and informs the girls where Usagi is. When they arrive, Sailor Mercury relays all of the doors are sealed shut, but Sailor Jupiter blasts them open with her supreme lightning. Inside the elevator, Zoisite attempts to burn them alive, but Usagi finally transforms into Sailor Moon to save them both. On the top floor, Mamoru transforms into Tuxedo Mask and agrees to fight Zoisite again, but only if he leaves Sailor Moon alone. 
Zoitoy agrees, but immediately backstabs Tuxedo Mask with a crystal spear, killing him. While holding him in her arms and the arrival of the other guardians, Sailor Moon weeps over his body. One of her tears forms a silver crystal. Suddenly, all of the rainbow gems Kunsight retrieved flew into the silver crystal Sailor Moon released, revealing her to be the real Moon Princess all along. Episode 35, Returning Memories, Usagi and Mamoru's Pass. Tuxedo Mask hasn't died just yet, but is seriously injured from Zoisite's attack. The Moon Princess, Princess Serenity, has awakened and now holds the silver crystal. Zoisite attempts to attack the princess, but she uses the silver crystal against him. Queensite rejoins Zoisite and escapes with him in Tuxedo Mask's body. Sailor Moon falls unconscious when she recovers all of her memories as Princess Serenity and her relationship with Tuxedo Mask, aka Endymion, Prince of the Earth Kingdom. Queen Beryl tasks Kunsite with recovering the Silver Crystal and fatally wounds Zoisite for defying her order to not kill Tuxedo Mask. Kunsite holds Zoisite in his arms as his lover dies in a field of flowers. While Queen Beryl is ordered by Queen Metalia to heal Endymion with darkness, the Guardians struggle to escape the labyrinth of rubble left behind. When Sailor Moon regains consciousness, Artemis explains everything to the group. A moon kingdom called the Silver Millennium lived peacefully until a dark entity invaded. To protect the Silver Crystal, Princess Serenity sent herself and the Guardians to Earth. Sailor Moon refuses to fight anymore in fear the others will end up like Tuxedo Mask. Sailor Mars smacks sense into her for betraying him and the girls in favor of her cowardice. It's not until Kunsite seriously injured the Guardians trying to protect her that Sailor Moon uses the Silver Crystal again to defend everyone. She calls upon the strength from her friends in Tuxedo Mask to help her wield her power once more. Elsewhere, Endymion resists the darkness being pumped into him by Queen Beryl, but she knows it's only a matter of time before he falls deeper into it. Episode 36, Usagi's Confusion. Is Tuxedo Mask evil? Usagi has a nightmare about Tuxedo Mask's well-being after he's abducted by the Dark Kingdom. Artemis, Luna, and the other Guardians are concerned about Usagi and realize her trauma runs deeper than they realize. Mako also realizes Ray's saddened by Mamoru's disappearance as well when Rei offers sympathy to Usagi. Minako suggests Usagi get a new hairstyle down at the new hair salon that's giving out free haircuts. Usagi agrees, but the offering is a trap set by Kunsite to find Sailor Moon's true identity. Unfortunately, when Minako and Usagi went to the hair salon, Minako was mistaken for Sailor Moon after tangling some of her hair with Usagi's when she brushed it. When Minako's sedated and then attacked, Usagi quickly transforms and distracts the monster away from Miniko. Before Sailor Moon is able to revert the monster back into the stylus, Tuxedo Mask appears to stop her. Sailor Moon believes he's come to help her, but he's really there to retrieve the Silver Crystal. He also introduces himself as Endymion, commander of the Dark Kingdom. After Miniko fights off her sedation, she's able to warn the others about Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon. When they arrive to help, Mars, Jupiter, and Mercury make quick work of the monster before Sailor Moon reverts it back to its human form. When Sailor Mars sees Tuxedo Mask, Sailor Venus warns her he's now Endymion, commander of the Dark Kingdom. Endymion informs them fighting young women isn't his style, but he warns them he'll do what's necessary to get the Silver Crystal. Just then, he's ordered back by Queen Metalia herself. With an audience, Queen Burrow is elated the brainwashing was a success and suggests they must use Endymion for all he's worth. Back with the Guardians, Sailor Moon now accepts her destiny as Princess Serenity and is ready to train in order to protect innocent people manipulated by the Dark Kingdom in order to get to her. Episode 37, Let's Become a Princess, 
Usagi's Bizarre Training Usagi and Naru are running late for school. On their way inside, Naru informs Usagi about a few girls who've arrived from the princess training school that recently opened and ran by an actual British princess. Usagi's interested in joining the academy to learn how to be a proper princess herself. Queen Barrel orders Kunsite and Endymion to team up to retrieve the Silver Crystal and kill Sailor Moon. However, Endymion refuses to join Kunsite and vice versa. Queen Barrel is fine with them working alone just as long as they return with Sailor Moon's corpse and the Silver Crystal. Back at the academy, Usagi has gained entry to the invite-only school when she demonstrates her expertise at throwing and catching a frisbee. This is all a part of Kunsite's plan to capture Sailor Moon. He knows her to be clumsy and ill-mannered, but an expert in tossing using her moon tiara action technique. He and the princess he has under his spell agree the real Sailor Moon would never be able to pass the exam to be a true princess. The other guardians discuss and agree to join Usagi at the Princess Academy for a bit of fun, while Luna is up in arms about what to do with Usagi. She even consulted with her contact at the arcade she discovers has been Artemis all along. At the Academy, Usagi fails the princess exam as predicted, but so does Rei and Minako. But Ami and Mako pass. When the graduates are escorted to another room, the monster reveals themselves and then freezes everyone into wax dolls. She attempts to do the same to the three girls before and after they've transformed into guardians. None of their techniques work against the monster. Just when it's about to freeze them like the others, Endymion intercepts it. He demands a silver crystal from Sailor Moon in exchange for her life. Confused about his behavior, Sailor Moon, Mars, and Venus stand frozen, unwilling to act just yet. Kunsite then appears to want Endymion to step aside since this was his plan to begin with. The two men argue as the monster is also confused about their orders. Sailor Moon takes his opportunity to distract the monster long enough to transform them back to the real princess. Kunsite and Endymion flee before the Guardians can attack and before Sailor Moon erases Endymion's brainwashing. Episode 38, The Snow, The Mountains, Friendship, and Monsters. A skiing competition is being held in the mountains and all the girls agree to go under the guise of training. Yuichiro offers to join them so they can use his parents' place to stay. Only Rei Musagi entered the contest to be crowned Moon Princess, but it's all a trick by Kunsite to kill Sailor Moon. Yuichiro also escorts the girls up the mountain and stays with them on their way down. Although Rei takes the lead, she's noticed an evil aura as obstacles suddenly appear on her path. All of the other contestants drop like flies with the exception of Usagi out of pure luck and fear of crashing. When the monster believes she's isolated Sarah Moon based on the qualities Kunsite suggested to her, she creates an avalanche and ice boulders on either side and in front of Rei Unosagi to trap them inside. Yuichiro hears the avalanche and attempts to block its path to Rei using his body. Of course, that doesn't work as it rolls over him. Trapped by surrounding snowbanks, Usagi suggests they wait until someone comes to rescue them since they can't climb out. Then she pulls out her music box gifted to her by Tuxedo Mask. The music helps calm her down, but then she remembers Mamoru and Ray's relationship with him. But Ray insists she's over him. She understands the love Tuxedo Mask has for her ever since he laid down his life for her and demands Usagi and Mamoru have a happy life together. Suddenly, Usagi remembers Ray's fire soul technique to melt the snow. But then Yijiro appears before they can transform while the monster simultaneously appears to kill Rei, who she believes to be Sailor Moon. 
again with Ray's life in danger, Yuichiro intentionally blocks the monster with his body to protect Ray. When he's been turned frozen solid, the girls transform and attack the monster. Endymion once more intercepts and directly attacks Sailor Moon, but he misses. When he goes to strike again, Morris yells at him to remember who he is and what Sailor Moon truly means to him. As he contemplates what to do, the monster reappears to attack the Guardians, but is stopped by Endymion. Just then, Sailor Moon reverts her back to her human form, and Endymion flees. Once they're all safe, Mars offers a kiss to the unconscious Yurichiro before they leave. When he awakens by the fire they created, Rei and Musaki thank Yurichiro for protecting them until the Guardians quote-unquote appeared and saved them all. Episode 39, paired with the monster, Mako the Ice Skating Queen. Olympic ice figure skaters are in town training. Usagi and Minako dream of ice skating with them one day. Artemis thinks ice skating would work in their favor if Usagi wants to be more princess-like. Down in the Dark Kingdom, Kunsight suggests to Queen Barrel ice skating would be the perfect track for Sailor Moon since it was the most popular sport in the Moon Kingdom. Kunsight sets his plan in motion by forcibly recruiting the Olympic skaters to give free lessons to teen girls, but only in groups of five. Usagi and Minako think that stipulation alone is worth attending the lessons. At least that's what they tell the others when they drag them to the arena. Mako shines while skating on the ice for the first time. Artemis recalls to Luna how Sailor Jupiter was just as graceful and skilled on the ice as Princess Serenity. However, Usagi is just as clumsy on the ice as she is walking on her own two feet. When the training is over and everyone leaves, Mako is offered private training, but Usagi also stays behind and insists she receive her free training as well. There she stumbles upon the trap set by Mako, set for Mako after seeing her image match another on CCTV before it explodes. Back on the ice, the two professionals argue over Mako as a replacement, but when one turns into a monster and attacks her, the other joins her and then attacks Mako once again. After repeated attacks against Mako, Sailor Moon finally appears. Even after she transforms, Sailor Moon still manages to stumble upon ice, stumble on the ice, I should say. Suddenly, Endymion rescues her before the monster pair can attack her. He claims he only did so to spare Mako any further attacks, but once the monsters are gone, he's going to take her silver crystal. Together, Sailor Moon and Endymion battle against the monsters, but are no match for them. Fortunately, the other guardians show, but it's too late. After they arrive, Kunsai unleashes Sub-Zero ice onto everyone, including Endymion and his monsters. Endymion discovers the source of the ice and destroys it, giving Sailor Moon an opportunity to revert the monsters back to humans. Afterwards, Endymion disappears again. Episode 40, The Legendary Lake Yukai, The Bond of Usagi's Family The Tsukino family set off on a family vacation on an extended holiday weekend to a hot springs at Lake Yukai. While in the car, Usagi's music box plays for everyone to hear. Her father jokes that she got the music box from a boy she's dating. Usagi half agrees, which freaks her father out, but assured him it's not like that. Back in the Dark Kingdom, Kunsight is alerted by an aura in Lake Yukai, similar to their monsters. Queen Barrel orders Endymion to scout the area for the monster, but Kunsight is to keep an eye on him. Kunsight's worries. Endymion is aware of his brainwashing, but... Queen Barrel assures him that's impossible. At the hot springs, Usagi and Shingo play around and end up at the edge overseeing the lake below when Usagi sees Endymion in his casual clothes. She races to the beach to see him, but he's gone. 
However, when her music box suddenly plays again, Endymion is drawn to it. Usaki struggles to get Endymion to remember his real name, Mamoru, and her name, but it's a blank for him. When Usagi's mother runs after her, Endymion disappears again. Down by the beach, they see a statue of the lovers. Legend has it, they sealed a monster who used to be another woman whom was jealous of them in the lake with the power of their love, and then ascended into heaven. When they returned to the others, Endymion awakened the monster. Once awakened, the monster set off to find her lover. Initially, she tried to attack Endymion, but changed tactics and sought after Usagi and her family. Her father was overpowered by the monster when he tried to protect his family, and Usagi couldn't transform in front of him. Endymion also returned to his tuxedo mask disguise to save them. The Tsukino family are innocent in his eyes and won't allow the monster to hurt them. But when the monster returns her attacks onto Endymion, the other guardians appear to stop her, but none of their techniques work. Sailor Mars discovers the monster is a cursed yokai demon bound by her intense jealousy who must be exercised. Afterwards, Sailor Moon reverted the monster back into her human form and then ascended into heaven. Episode 41 I won't run away from love anymore. Ami versus Mamoru. The Dark Kingdom seeks out the humans who were once one of the seven deadly monsters and transformed them back into monsters in order to create a gigantic monster to defeat the Sailor Guardians. All have been collected with the exception of Ryo and Rei's grandfather. Ryo calls Ami and warns her about staying away from him and protect Rei's grandfather instead. Initially, Ami heeds his warning, but Mako insists they go looking for him. Ami's hesitant at first. She uses her duty as a guardian to protect Rei's grandfather instead as a now for her feelings for Ryo. While wandering in the city, Ryo is confronted by Endymion. He yells murderer to slip away in the crowd and lose Endymion. In an alley, Sailor Mercury and Sailor Jupiter are there to protect him from being captured. Sailor Jupiter insists Mercury leave with Rio while she fights Endymion. The two take swipes at one another but none of them connect. Just when it appears Endymion is about to strike Jupiter, he stops in front of her face. He mocks her inability to challenge him before he flees. Ami calls the others at the shrine to warn them about Endymion. Usagi leaves with Luna so Sailor Moon can be there to transform Endymion back to Mamoru. Ryo spots a closed amusement park and suggests they hide in there. He says he always wanted to take Ami there one day and now that he has, he has no regrets. Suddenly, the Ferris wheel lights up and Endymion appears. Mercury has no chance of finding him on her own but tries anyway. Before their battle, Endymion captures Ryo into the Dark Crystal and then transforms into his Tuxedo Mask disguise. Mercury uses her bubble spray to distract Endymion long enough to snatch the crystal and smash it into the ground, freeing all of the humans inside. Finally, Jupiter and Sailor Moon join to defeat Endymion. After a combined attack from Mercury and Jupiter, Sailor Moon restores Mamoru's memories, but the Dark Kingdom summons his body back to them before he could wake up. Queen Vero vows to brainwash Endymion with the Great Ruler's power to make it irreversible and then He'll be a servant of the Dark Kingdom forever. Episode 42, Sailor Venus's past, Minako's tragic love. Kunsite has located a former friend of Sailor Venus in London and has manipulated her to question Venus about the identities of the other guardians. While Endymion remains unconscious, the great ruler vows to make him her successor since his magical power nearly matches hers. 
The Guardians meet at the arcade after hours and use the same computer Luna used to gain intel about the Dark Kingdom. Ami can't find the portal they're searching for, but finds black spots on the sun. Artemis warns them it's the same pattern of spots that occurred before the Moon Kingdom was destroyed. Artemis recruits Luna and Usagi to help locate Minako after she's disappeared. Artemis claims she received a phone call from uh, Katarina and then left to meet her alone. During their meeting, Minako won't meet Katarina's eyes as the older woman questions her about the Guardians. Minako asks about Alan but refuses to talk about the Guardians. After Minako runs off, Kunsai transforms Katarina into a monster since she failed to get the answers as a human. Usagi, Luna, and Artemis arrive when Sailor Venus is attacked and grappled by the docks. Usagi transforms into a sailor and carries Venus onto a boat as Luna and Artemis distract the monster. As they escape, Luna directs Usagi to an abandoned ship to hide him. While inside, Venus explains why she left on her own. While in London on a mission, Minako fell in love with Alan. Then she met Katarina while on a mission as well and became close friends with her. However, while on another mission together, Venus was attacked and presumed dead. She witnessed the closeness between Alan and Katarina, so she decided to stay dead and leave London. After her explanation, the monster reappears and attacks. Usagi transforms and defends the group from the monster. When its necklace snaps off and Venus realizes it's Katarina, she begs Sailor Moon to transform her back, that she was used by the Dark Kingdom to get to her. Sailor Moon doesn't understand Venus's forgiveness or reverts the monster back to human. Minako wants her former friend and lover to be happy, even if that doesn't include her. Episode 43, Usagi Abandoned, The Falling Out of the Sailor Guardians. The Sailor Guardians have turned against Sailor Moon. One of Kunsai's monsters witnessed this mutiny and reported back to the Dark Kingdom with photographic proof. Kunsai and Queen Beryl demand more proof before they confront Sailor Moon. The monster then breaks in and steals jewelry from Naro's family jeweler. When her and her mother are restrained by the monster, the guardians interrupt the robbery, but their vigoring gets so out of hand the monster escapes and then returns as a human paparazzo. The same paparazzo shows up when Naro relays the strange scene to Usagi on their way to school. The girls are able to wrangle their way out of talking with the reporter, but Artemis and Luna are close by spying on the reporter. Back at the Hirawa's Hikara Shrine, Artemis and Luna definitely suspect the reporter to be a monster from the Dark Kingdom, but worry Usagi's plan to infiltrate enemy territory by having a fake fallout with the Guardians is too dangerous. Usagi insists they continue with the plan, even though she thinks Rei is having too much fun pretending to hate her. Usagi gives the reporter a fake letter from Sailor Moon saying she is ready to quit the Guardians and wants to meet at the local cemetery. The monster reports back to Kunsai with the letter and additional photos as proof. This time, he tags along for the meeting. At the cemetery, Kunsai proposes Sailor Moon join him in the Dark Kingdom and serve under Queen Barrel. Sailor Moon refuses, but will travel there to see if Endymion is alive. Kunsai agrees only if she surrenders the Silver Crystal. When she hesitates, the monster grapples her and threatens to kill her if she doesn't comply. Sailor Moon confesses that she doesn't have this crystal with her. Nearby, the other guardians wait in horror as they watch Sailor Moon struggle. Sailor Jupiter insists they help, but Mars stops them. She knows it's a trap to get them to reveal themselves. Jupiter accuses Mars as being mean and spiteful to Sailor Moon like she always complained about. But then Mars reveals she has the silver crystal, that she wouldn't protect something so valuable for someone she didn't care about. However, 
After another moment, they abandoned their plan to wait and defend Sailor Moon. Kunsite saw through their fake plan all along and fled away, leaving the monster alone to fight. The Guardians made quick work of the monster before Sailor Moon reverted back to an actual human reporter. Episode 44, Usagi's Awakening, A Message from the Distant Past. Sailor Venus and Artemis discover the portal to the Dark Kingdom leading to their hideout. Further into the cavern, Kunsite appears and stops them from entering by dispatching the Guardians to the multi-universe chaos world. All of them, excluding Luna and Artemis, are transported to the ruins of the Silver Millennium. In the rubble, an orb floats down to Sailor Moon with a figure inside. They introduce themselves as the incarnation of Selene, Queen Serenity of the Moon Kingdom, and Sailor Moon's mother. Before her, Queen Serenity offers the memories to everyone about what truly caused the Moon Kingdom to fall. Prince Endymion of Earth urgently warned Princess Serenity about a powerful otherworldly being named Metalia who has possessed a sorceress named Queen Beryl. Beryl has brainwashed thousands of people on Earth that in order to live a longer life they must destroy the Moon Kingdom. Queen Beryl wishes to overrule Earth, but proposes marriage to Prince Endymion so they may rule Earth and the Moon together. He declines as he professes his love for Princess Serenity as he protects her from harm. The Sailor Guardians attempt to do the same, but Metalia's power overpowers them. She then captures Prince Endymion, but as Princess Serenity cries and chases after him, she too is captured and then killed. Queen Serenity utilizes Moon Healing Escalation on Metalia. Therefore, sealing her, Queen Beryl, and her minions away. She then unleashes the Silver Crystal in order to preserve everyone's soul she wishes to return when Metalia escapes her imprisonment. This kills Queen Serenity, but she knows only those of royal blood and pure hearts can wield the Silver Crystal, Moonstick, and become a guardian and defeat Metalia once and for all. Back in the caverns, Luna and Artemis finally reach the end but are in the Arctic. As they nearly freeze to death, they finally discover the dark pit where the Dark Kingdom's hideout is, but when they go to tell the others, they're confronted by Kunsite. As the Guardians are transported back to the caverns with their restored memories, they hear Artemis and Luna scream for help as Kunsite's attacking them. When the Guardians interfere, Kunsite attacks them as well. When Sailor Moon refuses to surrender the Silver Crystal, when Sailor Moon is hurt, the Guardians combine their powers in order to protect her, but Kunsite's attacks against them are stronger. Once she's had enough of Kunsite's attacks against her friends, Sailor Moon uses Moon Healing Escalation against Kunsite, defending herself from his attacks. But it also deflects his attacks, rebounding them back onto him and killing him. With an injured Luna in her arms and the location of the Dark Kingdom hideout, Sailor Moon and the Guardians all forge to head to directly attack the Dark Kingdom. Episode 45, Death of the Sailor Guardians, The Tragic Final Battle. Before the Guardians set out into the Arctic to battle Queen Beryl, they meet at the Hirawa Shrine. Usagi made dinner for her family before she left, but offered no goodbyes. Neither did any of the others before they arrived. They planned on coming back and living the best life possible once everything was over. After Artemis instructed them on how to teleport, they arrive in the Arctic as Sailor Mercury guides them from her radar. She detects a strong evil aura that leads them to a chained and bloody tuxedo mask. They all believe it's a trap but heartsick Sailor Moon races to his side regardless. Suddenly, a monstrous arm leaps out from Tuxedo Max's body, revealing itself to be a part of the DD girls tasked by Queen Beryl to kill the Guardians. One by one, the DD girls kill a Guardian, 
but one of the monsters are killed as well in the process. First, Jupiter dies and Sailor Moon wants to give up. She yells for Queen Beryl to take the silver crystal just so no one else has to die, but it's too late. The DD girls vow to kill all of them before they retrieve the silver crystal. Mercury smacks Sailor Moon while Mars tells her not to let Jupiter die in vain. Mercury is a second to fall after destroying a gem that creates illusions. Then Venus and finally Mars who took two of the DD girls before they could attack Sailor Mars. Alone and frightened, Sailor Moon begs for her friends to come back. That she's in a nightmare, but then their ghosts appear by her side to soothe and guide her to her destiny. Episode 46, Usagi's Eternal Wish, A Brand New Life. Sailor Moon walks into the cavern where Queen Beryl waits for her. There, Endymion is kneeling by her side and kissing her hand. Queen Beryl orders Endymion to kill Sailor Moon and he unmercifully attacks her. Sailor Moon tries in vain to jog his memory. He chokes, strangles, and electrocutes Sailor Moon, all for Queen Beryl's amusement until she orders him to finish Sailor Moon once and for all. Sailor Moon finally defends herself from Endymion by attacking him with her tiara. He's weakened but not down. Sailor Moon then opens her music box he gifted her months ago. This does the trick and returns all of Endymion's memories. Her plans ruined and Endymion taken from her once more. Queen Beryl launches a massive projectile at Sailor Moon. Endymion protects her but is fatally injured in the process. As his last act, he launches a thorny rose at Queen Beryl, fatally wounding her as well, but she escapes. Mamoru returns to himself, no more disguises or trickery. He pleads with Usagi to live a normal life and find a cool boyfriend. She wants to kiss him, but she can't because she feels guilty that her friends never got to kiss the boys they loved before they died. She must complete her mission before anything else. Queen Beryl pleads with Queen Medallia to give her all of her dark energy so she can defeat Sailor Moon and become the ultimate ruler. Queen Medallia agrees, engulfing Queen Beryl whole and taking over her body. Earth in the sun has been drowned in darkness as Queen Medallia plans to take over Earth. Sailor Moon finally emerges, now prepared to fight as Princess Serenity. Surrounded by darkness, Luna cries to Artemis that she must stop the princess from unleashing the silver crystal or she'll die. But Artemis tells her there isn't much to do now. Princess Serenity battles against Queen Metallia using the silver crystal. She struggles for a bit until she calls upon all of her friends to help her. Ghostly hands put all of their energy in Princess Serenity as she finally defeats and totally annihilates Queen Metallia for good. Unfortunately, as Luna predicted, this kills Princess Serenity. With her last breath, she wished to live a normal life as Usagi like before. She believed small moments of being late for school, arguing with her brother, and hanging out with friends made life worth fighting, protecting, and living for. After everything has settled, Princess Serenity's wish came true. Usagi, Mamoru, and the Guardians all got to live normal lives. However, all of their memories have been wiped. None of them are friends and hardly know each other since they don't attend the same school, nor is Luna forcing the contact with them. But Artemis is positive they'll get to know each other in their own time. Quick note before I let you go. I understand this was a really, really long episode, um, longer than usual. But I just wanted to add in this quick note about how I feel about Sailor Moon. Uh, Sailor Moon makes me feel valid. It's okay to be um, a girl, a woman, female presenting, and be a crybaby and a badass who fights for what she believes in. You can be independent and a hopeless romantic. You can crave companionship and choose to be alone. 
um, the show, well, in this arc specifically, um, pertained a lot of uh, a lot of men who prey on vulnerable young girls and women. The monsters are always female or female presenting, who are more like enablers that grant the henchmen access to female spaces. Because when the men attack directly, they perish because of their own ego, not because of the guardians. Which I thought it was a really good point to point out. I'm looking to do, once I finish all of this, I'm looking to do like a whole thing, a whole study, anecdotal study about Sailor Moon. And have hopefully have other people's perspectives on how great the show is. Because I feel like it doesn't get enough credit, specifically because she's a crybaby. But a lot of the other anime shonen protagonists are crybabies as well you know Deku um Tanjiro you know those those guys so yeah that was just a note that I wanted to add in there um if anyone else feels differently or feels the same I would love to hear any feedback from you so there you have it a detailed episode by episode overview of the manga adapted anime series Sailor Moon season one dubbed in English on Hulu I hope you enjoyed it, as I'm sure my voice will be hoarse for the next few days. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.